Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain. Welcome to the investment slash crypto roundtable on the same time frame in history when you get your stimmy checks. The two may be, <laughs> may be occasionally related. Occasionally related. Let's let's find out. So hi, everybody. We got MK, Jared, Landry, Listener 184756, I believe that's one of Elon Musk's children, if I have his <laughs> naming conventions down correctly. Quite a few children he's had there. We got MK, we got Thomas, who um, we begged not to use video because they're just too damn handsome. So um, <laughs> if this, uh, we got, so we got six people on here. And uh, I, I think, you know, at this point, introduction is probably unnecessary. Who's got a top yearning burning? That uh, hurts when you pee hasn't been seen by a doctor yet that you want to share here. And then we'll move on to investment. Hmm. I mean, you want a crypto-related yearning burn? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I keep, keep calling it investment, although let's face it, um, not a lot of gold bugs in the in the crowd here. So, yeah, yeah, whatever you've got on your mind. I've certainly got a couple of things to chat about, but certainly. I am very happy to uh, to hear your thoughts. One of the other users shared an interesting uh, graph showing the uh, so the bull run slash crypto winter cycle of Bitcoin and crypto in general. Um, and so like the you know the Bitcoin or the crypto winter is the two to four years when not a lot's happening. it's it tends to go down in price. and then you know we get it up every roughly every four years we get this bull run. And from looking at this graph, and it's, you know, one of those pretty graphs and pictures, I don't have, you know, I can't break it down right here and right now, but it looks like our peak for this bull run, based on this, take it with a grain of salt, is 120 to 150,000 US dollars. Okay, let's, uh, let's break down that. Remember, this is not investment advice. Don't make any decisions based upon what we're saying here. It's just a couple of men and women jawboning about ideas. Uh, with that having been said, uh, step us through this logic because uh, you just gave me a financial boner that knocked over. The <laughs> so uh, please, uh, please step me through it to make sure that you're not uh, you're not just teasing me here. Well, I guess one of the ways to put it is that the best predictor of future behavior is relevant past behavior, and uh, God willing, that applies to uh, economic markets as well. So back in 2012, we had the roughly low for Bitcoin of a dollar. You know, and then around 2014, it peaks to around a thousand bucks, 800 bucks, and then it crashes all the way down to $200. And like, you know, Bitcoin's dead, go home, pack it up. But then around 2018, bull run, we hit a peak of about, uh, or the end of 2017, we hit a peak of about 18,000, rough, you know, 18,000 per Bitcoin. And then it crashed all the way down to about three thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't, I don't really remember that stuff. I was mostly in a coma at that point, self-induced, <laughs> yeah. obviously mostly vodka-based. But yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> and so it's uh, and okay. So now, you know, that's that was 2018. Here comes 2021, and we're in this cycle of it. You know, we're at about 50, and that's still on the up curve. And so if you know, historical precedents hold our ballpark right now is 120, 150. Again, take it with a grain of salt. If there's one thing I know with this stuff, it's that I have no clue for certain where it's going. I know personally in the long run, I was talking to uh, 
uh, some folks at a, uh, a real estate company did it. I was closing on a property and talking about crypto and Bitcoin because I was, I was uh, talking with the uh, the title transfer. That's the person who goes back and makes sure whatever's property, who they can actually sell it, you can legally get it. And it's very much similar, uh, similar kind of process to the way a blockchain or crypto works is that you validate ownership and, you, you know, the same process. It's a process of validation for new ownership. And so she was really interested in that. And I was kind of educating the whole the whole office because they everybody started stopped and started, you know, taking notes and listening. Everyone had a story of, oh, yeah, I know this dentist who bought it back in 20 such and such. And he's made a, you know, so. Um, yeah, I said, you know, if I if I happened to uh, say something, you go out and you buy some Bitcoin or some crypto tomorrow. Don't talk to me in a year from now when it's down. Talk to me in four years. You know, right. Right. Okay. So anybody else wanted to add? Uh, so that that's your guesstimate and your time frame. Sorry if I missed that. But well, that's that's not mine. That's something someone else shared, and I've seen this case made before over and over again hey, over hey, the years. If you're bringing it to the table, man, you own fair, it. Fair, fair. I own it. Like, hey, man, <laughs> I'm bringing it to the table, but fair. it's not mine. No, no, you brought it to the table, man. It's yours. That you is own fair. it. <laughs> I, I'm guessing you left out the fact that you know this Bitcoin might make their jobs obsolete on the title and escrow. <laughs> oh no! If anything, I've told them that uh, might as well you need to get get educated now because I mean this this is going to be the way it's going to be done in the future, and it'll be a lot better and easier, you know. And and she was on board because the reason we got in the conversation is she's like, "Why didn't you want to do a wire?" I'm just really curious, like, what's my customer experience? Why do you not want to do that? I'm like, well, I've worked for crypto exchange and I've handled what we called legacy banking transactions. And I've seen how often they mess up. They don't go through. That's why I didn't want to do a, do a wire. And so it's like, I'm in the Bitcoin crypto world. I, I trust that more than what we've got. She's like, oh, A, let's get this done. And B, tell me more, you know, because I'm really curious and had a good time. You know? Oh, so um, I have, of course, over the years helped out various listeners with uh, some donations. You know, I like to donate in return from time to time. And uh, back in the day, it was like, uh, I need to send money overseas. I can number, Swift number, yes! bank number. And then and then you've got to find a teller who has any clue what's going on. And basically, it's like you're asking them to break a Nazi code from 1942. It's like, I just need to move money from A to B, man. That's all. No. It can't be. No, it's apparently it's impossible. And and there's some digit that gets slipped and then you got to call and you got to get it re returned and God help you. And oh, I mean, oh. you, you might as well just use carrier pigeons and a diamond ring as far as getting value uh, across. Uh, it's just it's crazy. All right. Anybody well, else with well, other well, things and, they wanted then, to? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I think she shared with me about how just within the last couple of months, you know, she experienced two hundred thousand dollars in wire fraud from where Ooh. a real estate agent, they got hacked. And sent an email to someone saying, oh, no, ignore those previous wiring instructions. Use these instead. And that's all it took. Yeah, it's, uh, you it's, know? it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, all right, anybody else? Because I, I have a bunch of stuff to go through, but I'm more than happy to cede the floor if anybody else has any money they want to get involved in. That's I don't know what's more volatile right now, growth stocks or Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's actually more stable. That's a good sign. Sorry, you're a little quiet. Could you just say again? If you're following like the ARK investment funds and like the uh, kind of the crashing of the growth stocks right now, I think Bitcoin's actually more stable. I think you could make the case. I just want you to say it again, but slower. <laughs> can, you, can you put some candles on? 
put a little yeah, Barry White on. Turn the light down a bit. Bitcoin is more stable. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to keep both hands visible. Bitcoin is more stable. Okay, let me let me let me show you. This is a minor confession. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but um, have you ever dated somebody really insane but exciting? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, there's a heartfelt <laughs> uh, Landry. Anything you wanted to share about that? I mean, uh, I'm curious how it's. How it's uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to share it, but you know, I mean, I'm not uh, saying yeah, I mean, show names, uh, or you know, recently, you can hold I actually up some had pictures. Somebody, somebody texted me who I used to date because we uh, caught up recently, and they like they're in a really weird place where they don't take a shower, uh, like they they drink their own pee. It's a really weird outcome for a person, and then so I was really kind of uncomfortable when we linked. Sorry, up could and- you just turn that phone around? I can't see those uh, those pictures that that person sent you. <laughs> <laughs> But but she sent me a message. She's like, yeah, I just want to let you know that um, I know my life's moving in a positive direction. And I'm sorry it's not as exciting as it was when we were hanging out because it was so dark and awful, but awesome. And I'm like, I guess that's partially it. Yeah, you know. Did it move so you're saying that your touch is so exquisite, Landry, that the moment you stop touching a woman, she will never bathe again. That's happened. Uh, one's become <laughs> a lesbian. Um it's been a lot of outcomes with, with my uh, ex-girlfriends. Oh, and that's good to know. So if you are insane, uh, obviously Landry's the person to to go. So <laughs> the reason I'll tell you this, this is kind of a confession. I'm not saying I'm proud of it, and maybe other people are having the same experience. But um, I got kind of bored of Bitcoin because it's just like it's stable. and And for me, it's like, Oh, it's 59 Canadian, right? Oh, it's 60. Oh, it's 60.5. Oh, it's 60.3. Oh, it's 59.8. Oh, it's 61. It's like, come on, do something, man. Make me crazy the way that I love you. That's the only way I can love Bitcoin is if it's yanking me around like some epileptic fish hook. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm just so used to it. The roller coaster. It's like Catherine Zeta Jones gets drugged and you're like, you know, uh, it's not so exciting anymore. So anyway, you know, I just I just had that experience. And uh, I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I think I might have got a little bit addicted to volatility. So, Did you guys have, is that just no, me? I'll, or? I'll, I'll, share, no, I'll share this, Steph. Okay, so 20, 2017, I was summer of 2017, the first like maximum ultra bull run for crypto. I was working at an exchange. And it's just every week we're like gaining a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. And it's like, yeah, well, what are we up to today? You just wake up and be like, yeah, you know? And uh, I also, at the same time was, I think I'm going to take a year off of work. Cause like, I'm confident crypto is here to stay. This is, a, we're only going one direction. And uh, needless well, to it, say, as soon as you rely easy. on uh, crypto being super stable, it will, uh, It'll surprise you. <laughs> no, for me, it's like I, I, oscillating between do I have to sell a kidney or can I buy Argentina? Like that is just too crazy. It's just, <laughs> it's too crazy. And now it's like, now the altcoins are starting to look good because Bitcoin got boring. You know, it's like, you, you you know, you finally bag the supermodel of your dreams and you're like, her ugly crazy friend is looking pretty good right about now. <laughs> way too stable as far as we go. So, hey, Red Pill Songs, I'm sorry, uh, I forgot to, I, I, I shared the link, but I forgot to hit enter, which was about as intelligent as you could possibly imagine. Welcome. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks, back. So we were just talking about yearning, burning things on our brain. Uh, I got a couple of articles to go through, but uh, what's what's on your mind about, about, <laughs> about things these days? 
Well, I can, I can relate to the dopamine uh, stability that's been happening over the last little bit. And yeah, it's a bit, I mean, are you in it for the gains? Or are you in it for the adrenaline rush? Because they're two different things. You know? No, see, I'm not even in it for the gains. I'm in it for the highs and lows. I'm in it for the roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can't do what I do without being a little bit addicted to the uh, dopamine rush and, and, and then the crash. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's good for you. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm just being perfectly frank. Like I would check in the morning and it's like, wait a minute, the price hasn't shifted by 10% of the afternoon. You're yeah. so boring, Bitcoin. I can't even tell you. Come on, do something. Get drunk and go and take a, cop, <laughs> take a gun from a cop or something like that, you know? This is my GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when it's not stronking all over the place, it just feels like, and, and I, I knew that this was going to happen, right? Because this is pretty clear, I think, where the Bitcoin is at right now. I mean, some other firm bought a whole bunch of, uh, of Ethereum today. They bought 17 point something million dollars worth of Bitcoin. So now they're just not going to be the dips. They're just not. Because, and I, I knew this was coming. I think we talked about this before, that we're in the stage now. The dip is the buy, whereas before the dip is the panic and the sell, right? Now the dip is the buy. There are so many institutions, so many companies who need to get on the Bitcoin bandwagon that the dip is the buy, which means it goes down. I don't care about it going down anymore. I literally don't care. I stare at it with perfect Zen-based indifference because I know it's just going to go whoop, right? Because people are just going to buy the dip and buy the dip and buy the dip. And that is, uh, I mean, that's the new, that's the new floor, right? That's the new floor. Like, I don't know, US, but uh, Canadian sort of high 50s, low 60s, that's the new floor. It goes below that. People are like snapping it up. And um, I kind of miss it. <laughs> I mean, just, I feel, I just, I just kind of miss it, you know? You know, when they get that lithium dosage just right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. Uh, all right. Anybody else? Uh, if you're not um, uh, if you're not visible, you're still part of the conversation. If there's something that you want to add in before we start digging through some articles, I'm certainly happy to uh, to hear that. All right. Uh, you can, uh, of course, I don't know, you raise your hand or something like this. Okay. What do you guys think of uh, China? Oh, oh, just listening. Okay. What do you guys think of the China thing? I mean, that China through, what is it? Upper Mongolia or something like that. A look at a crackdown. Crackdown. Uh, Jared, uh, either having an epileptic <laughs> okay. attack or once something shared. No, because they are trying to cut down on on um, the crypto mining. Now, just for those of you who understand, so and and this was something I felt a little bit behind on because I was always associating crypto mining with the creation of, of bitcoins. Like you mine for bitcoins, but that's not the deal. That's part of the deal. But the whole crypto mining thing is just processing transactions, right? Mm -hmm. Solving the complex algorithms to process the transactions. It's an integral part of the whole ecosystem in uh, outer Mongolia or upper Mongolia, some damn Mongolian place. Uh, apparently electricity is uh, is cheaper than my second girlfriend in high school. And, she, uh, and so they're just mining like crazy. And now China, which produces more, like uses more coal and produces more CO2 than the rest of the world combined. China now you see, it's nothing to do with controlling currency, controlling people, controlling dissidents. Now China is all about the environment, they're just so concerned about the, it's touching, it's beautiful, man. It's, they're so concerned about the environment, they're cracking down and there's some talk of them trying to ban mining uh, or trying to at least, so Jared, you've been following this, I guess, uh, based upon this gesture, you've been following this a little more closely. Uh, what's going on? Well, over the years, since 2012, this is nothing new. Every once in a while, China bans Bitcoin. China 
bans Bitcoin, you know, or cracks down on it in some way, shape or form, it's old news. It's, you know, tell me another one. Like, how honest is China? I assume that China <laughs> threatens to ban Bitcoin because China wants to buy Bitcoin. I mean, that to me is not, we're going we're gonna to ban it. So people start selling it. Oh, look, we, we seem to be buying it. Because there are experimenting, as a bunch of central banks are experimenting with central banking crypto mm -hmm. or central banking electronic currency. Now, is there anybody who wants to push back against that theory and, and help sort of the, the general population understand what that is or what that might mean? Going you want a description of central banking crypto? Well, yeah. So, I mean, China's looking at coming up with a, a crypto thing. Uh, a lot of central banks, even even uh, Janet Yellen has talked about America looking into a government, mm -hmm. a government crypto. So it's okay. It's not much, uh, wouldn't be much more different than a combination of fiat and crypto where the state and, and you know, you, they could bake in whatever they want into it. They can inflate it, deflate it, kill your address, open your address, release it, hide it, whatever. It's it's all theirs. It's it, 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 For all intents and purposes, as far as I personally would be concerned, it's not a cryptocurrency, but you know, effectively that's what it'll be called. Um, and uh, personally, in my opinion, it'll only serve to legitimize actual cryptocurrencies. Uh, Do you know that the there's run. an economist, uh, I think he was talking to Janet Yellen, who was saying, you know, it would be great, a crypto that loses value every day, <laughs> which stimulates people to want to buy stuff in the here and now. No, the, the, the beautiful thing is, Steph, over the years, all of these crackpot socialist ideas, people have been trying with crypto. I kid you not. There's already one out there and they've they're, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. They get to go try it. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Venezuela has, from my understanding, released a, lot, a while ago a, uh, a, a state run crypto. And have you ever heard of it? Did it go anywhere? Nah. So to me, this is sort of like the government saying, we've got this great idea for the Internet. See, what we're going to do is we're going to print the internet out, we're going to bind it, we're going to put it on shelves in a big building, we're going to index it on paper cards, and there's going to be horn-rimmed, blue-haired women saying, shh, all the time. <laughs> and be like, dude, you're just, you're just talking about taking the internet and turning it back into a library. That's not the internet. And it's like, no, 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 but it'll be great. So to me, when the government is talking about a central banking crypto, those two are antonyms. Like they shake hands and the world explodes or something like that. That's like vampire and sunlight. It, it's, because it's the whole point of, of crypto is the decentralized aspect of it, the public ledger aspect of it. The, you know, if you want it to be anonymous, it, it can be uh, aspect of it. The idea of a central currency, print what you want, bullshit crypto is to me absolutely ridiculous and absurd. Now, they may want to do it for some particular reasons, but everybody who wants to do it is simply confessing they don't have a clue what crypto is all about. The whole point of crypto is not that it's digital. I mean, your bank records are digital. I mean, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's digital. It has to do with the fact that it's a public, independently ver verified, decentralized, can't print whatever you want technology. And, and the, moment, the only reason that the central banks would want to do it is so they could print whatever they want. So you've just completely reversed mm -hmm. the entire purpose of it. Well, aren't so they already just, printing whatever they want? I'm sorry? Aren't they already printing whatever they want with these stimulus checks? Like, I mean, I don't, where is that going? Is my, Listen, like, my well, the stimulus checks are coming oh. directly out of Joe Biden's bank account. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's be frank. Well, actually, they kind of are because the Fed prints treasuries. The treasuries are bought by China. China donates to the Bidens. So, yeah, it does kind of work out that way. It's um, so strange that you, you, I mean, you, 
never before in history has there been a situation where you could not opt out of government money. Like, right. I mean, I don't know how to opt out of it. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because if you look at the transition from gold to Federal Reserve notes, you went from a, in a sense, decentralized and anonymous currency scheme called gold because they couldn't track every transaction in gold. They couldn't track who was handing back and forth gold coins or silver coins. And so you went to a central ledger with double entry bookkeeping and banks that reported to the government. So you went from the Bitcoin of the time, which was gold, to central banking, uh, which uh, was one of the things that made it possible for them to uh, have this crazy national debt, because once they figure out what everyone's buying and selling, they can use it as uh, collateral for for borrowing and all that. So to me, trying to go back to like having some sort of central currency um, uh, crypto is is complete nonsense, and uh, will and it's good because it, it it will simply help highlight the value of crypto. And this to me is when you see oh India is thinking of banning and 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 China is getting really mad, and it's like okay, so backward authoritarian regimes hate this thing. Ooh. That's good, isn't it? I mean, th- to be hated by a totalitarian dictatorship like the New York Times is really not a bad thing all around. So, sorry, Landry, you wanted to say? Well, I just saw that also on that point that Bill Gates is talking about how he doesn't agree with it. He says it uses too much energy. And if Bill Gates doesn't <laughs> like something, I like it a lot more. Yeah, I, no, I, I do. I remember Bill Gates when he was building Windows, you know, for the PCs that he was concerned that PCs would use too much. Oh, no, that's how he made his money. So that was totally <laughs> fine. Totally fine. But now uh, it's a, a complete. A you mean that disaster. nightmare that still updates at the wrong time <laughs> consistently? <laughs> I've, I've oh, got that, an that, analogy that for it. software is such a pile of steaming cow dung. It, that it, didn't exchange just get hacked by everybody with a, a, a yogurt cup and a piece of string these days? They've owned the market for decades. And it ain't just Windows, Google, all these companies, places like they've they've had a monopoly on the market for over a decade. And it's still a piece of trash. God. Yeah, yeah it's uh, absolutely not even close to secure. Now, there's a, a, a um, something I wanted to talk about here. People really need to understand the conflict of interest when it comes to understanding how people are viewing Bitcoin. So listen, we happen to be early to the game. That's some wisdom, some luck, some philosophy, some knowledge of economics, uh, some technical expertise. It's a variety of factors, you know, plus the magic unicorn of free will that I regularly ride in my dreams. So we happen to be early to it. So we just gained this magical superpower called credibility. Now, the people who are supposed to be the big financial advisors, right? The people who, oh man, we've studied this stuff. We're the top dogs. We're the Warren Buffetts. We're the whoever of, of, of the universe. And, and we just understand economics and these crazy people out there on the edges of the internet are mad. They missed, 100% missed. In fact, 200% missed because they not only missed the biggest investment opportunity in the history of the world, 4 billion years Almost 13 billion years of universe history, it comes down to 10 years. And, you know, you could really say, I mean, geez, since we started doing these roundtables, what is it, tripled? Right? So, and not just because of the roundtables. Obviously, (laughs) it's conceivable. No, it's not conceivable, actually. So, yeah, exactly. Right? So, everyone who's out there who claims to have a freaking clue about economics and investment and saving, and this is the biggest gold rush in the history of the planet. And everyone who missed it has a giant problem on their hands. Everyone who 
trashed it. Everyone who put it down, everyone who said it was a scam and a Ponzi scheme and bullshit. And they all have a big, big problem, which is that we were 10 years ahead of Elon Musk. Now, listen, being 10 years ahead of Elon Musk is not a very bad situation to be in when it comes. And I know everyone's had their various uh, you know, times that they got in or around, but everyone here has been in for a long time. So everyone who's out there, this, this entire financial system that's out there, everything from central banking to uh, even regular companies that invest to stock market investors and brokers and advisors and, and, and you know, all of the garbage financial instrument, Mobius strip, math wannabe doodleheads who are continually creating a system so bewildering that nobody can understand it except, well, no, nobody can understand that there's no exception to that rule. They all have a big giant problem, which is that, quote, idiots like us out here in the middle of nowhere were right beyond anything you could you could imagine, anything that you could imagine. And they're all completely and totally wrong. And they have a credibility issue. And you can't recover that. Like, that's a problem. You can't recover. Like now, oh, Bitcoin might have some value. Wow, genius. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. You, you know, really, that's like, uh, you know, you just, your house got washed away by a wave. And you think that you say, oh, you know, there may be a tsunami coming. It's like, dude, come on, you know. <laughs> I may go bald one day. You never know. <laughs> would would Elon Musk be better off and his investors if they had done what they did or invested that seed capital in crypto instead? We, we should check back in about six months. <laughs> I mean, over the years, like he's been around roughly around the same time as crypto. Like if that seed capital had gone into crypto, as opposed to what they did, don't get me wrong, they made well, some amount of wealth the, with the it. The problem is that restless people need something to do and just the hodl thing, uh, it doesn't help you fill up your day. And Elon Musk, as someone rolling is a very the dice, restless guy, right? As someone rolling the dice with real estate, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to point out that the returns on gold, the returns on stocks, the returns on bonds, the returns on real estate. I mean, good Lord, can you imagine 2019? You're like, dude, don't buy Bitcoin. Invest in commercial real estate. What? Pandemic? What? Oh, everyone's working from home now? <laughs> yep. Ooh, the unicorn has switched positions and is now doing something unholy to me while I try and pick up myself in the shower. So that complete lack of credibility and, and missing the boat, you know, all of these masters of the universe, all of these guys who are just so smart and they just know everything and they've lectured and they pompously win-bagged everything. I hate to be right as usual. But I love to be right on this one. I hate to be right in general, <laughs> but I love to be right on this one. So credibility is a, is a huge issue because, I mean, as you know, trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars are handed over to people who were completely blind to this fundamental opportunity and, in fact, trash talked it. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is... I mean, there should be, of course, 50,000 people watching this live stream. Like, what, what the hell are people doing? I, I mean, I know people are watching it, but my God, like, what are you people doing? What's more important? I don't understand. No, Steph, it's like we're entering a new dark age where it's almost in every industry, the popular opinion is radically not just wrong, but dangerous. You know, look at modern medical advice. Okay, not to say I'm not a doctor by any means, of course, but, you know. <laughs> I agree. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Pick the industry, pick the avenue, academia, you know, and the, the crisis and tragedy going on there. Anything, pu public uh, service, politics, whatever. It, it's all a nightmare. 
Well, you know, and you're better, you're almost better off poor. All the socialists who say they want to help the poor, you know, now there's talk about reparations in America for slavery and stuff, which will be a complete disaster, of course. But come on, I mean, just, you know, if you wanted to just set up a a fund that only allows black people to invest in 2015 or 2010 or whatever and buy some Bitcoin, I mean, reparations would be solved. I I would be completely behind that. So anyway. What if they have a a cryptocurrency that's for reparations? It's like a repto coin. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be a disaster. If it's voluntary, it's not reparations. You know, what's going to to happen, too, is there's going to be talk of how much people are going to get in reparations. They're going to borrow based upon that. uh, And then the reparations number is going to be much lower and it's going to be devalued. They won't be able to pay it back. And it'll be 0708 with the blacks in housing just all over again. It's going to be a complete disaster. Anyway, so here's some some latest data, right? $8 billion of on-chain transaction volume in the Bitcoin payment system over the last 24 hours. This is as of like 10 hours ago, right? $8 $8 billion of on-chain transaction volume. That's a, that's more than $2 trillion annualized payment volume. More than $2 trillion. And so that, to me, it's kind of strange. GDP. I'm sorry? That's an eighth of the US GDP. Well, yes. And it, it probably is more than the US GDP if you don't take the government numbers these days. Like yeah. if you subtract <laughs> all of the crap out of if that. You, if right? you subtract the government from the GDP... <laughs> Yeah, like basically, while we, while we, while we five people are doing this live stream, the entire GDP of the West has completely collapsed because I don't know what else, what everyone else is doing other than going to restaurants. So, you got academics and elites and financial elites. They're all, oh, I wonder if Bitcoin has any value. Hello, two trillion dollars <laughs> annualized payment volume. I mean, it's just so weird. It really is like debating the. I wonder if the Titanic is going to sink or not. It's like, dude, you're already underwater. I don't really understand why why this is such an issue. Again, people just want, don't want to back up and say how wrong they were. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, yeah. Imagine if you were a financial advisor over this last decade, and you've. <laughs> Well, see, I, I, it's not just that they made the wrong call. It's that they were, gosh, I don't know what to call this, but essentially their their incentives based on the life choices they had made and where they were at were aligned with the wrong things in the long run. And uh, based on that, they they kind of had a blind spot. They had free will, not didn't have to, but you know, they had a blind spot for the value that this could bring and things like that. So uh, it's there's some kind of like some kind of justice in that in, in the sense that these people who helped wreck things also had a blind spot to something virtual. Uh, I guess sorry. I'm, the sad thing is they also point other people away from it. They advise other people not to get involved in it, which you know is terrible, you know, for everyone else. But uh, we're doing our best to try and fix that. Anybody else true. have anything they true. wanted to mention about that? I mean, if you spend any time in corporate America, right? You know there's no incentive for somebody in their 60s, right, who's running a large company to do anything, right? They've already got the golden parachute. They just need to eke that stock price a little bit higher, right, for a couple more years. So, you know, it's yeah. innovator's dilemma. They don't, they're not going to change. They're not going to put anything at risk because there's no benefit directly for them. Now, for the company as a whole, you know, if you don't innovate, you're a dinosaur and you're gone. But if you've only got three more years to eke out, you know, and you can sail away on your, you know, multi-million dollar a year payout. Like we also live in a world where going. nobody's accountable for for what th- what they do. You know, Landry, you got a hand by your phone uh, by by your picture. Yeah, that's here. my. It's the raise hand button. Oh, I thought you were just giving me the finger wrong. Okay, that's oh, fair. No, no, <laughs> that's no. fair. Go ahead. 
So what you said um, just a second ago about how, you know, people were wrong and they don't want to like, I mean, they're kind of in a situation where it's embarrassing to admit that. I think that human nature and the reason there's a lot of problems that we see inside today is because of that huge fundamental issue is people can't admit they were wrong. I think that is one of the best traits to have as a human being is, okay, I was wrong. I can process this information and use what I know now to say it's no longer relevant. But so many people I know just can't do that. And it really, really just is the, the line dividing so many people that I know. But see, this is where my cold-hearted Anglo-Saxon kick out the people who didn't save for winter, winter brain comes in. Because if you hand over your investment, your, your, your retirement plan or whatever to somebody with no imagination, no curiosity, who, and who can't admit that he or she is wrong, well, I guess that just makes a Bitcoin cheaper for everyone else, right? So, so from that standpoint, or if you have to wait for hyperinflation to actually hit before you think that a limited resource like crypto or, or at least Bitcoin would be a value. I mean, it's like, okay, well, um, the money flows, the resources flow to the more competent, the more able, the more curious, and those who are able to admit that they are wrong. And so if you don't want to do that, it's like, okay, then just, you know, give your house to someone who does, because that's what the market's going to do. Yeah. Well, being in that position, okay, someone who for decades and years has been not, not just like on the wrong side, but committed to it, vociferously pushing it, look at like environmentalists who like everything they push, everything they do, it's worse than just having left the market alone to begin with and creates an obscene amount of pollution and toxicity beyond and above that. Can you imagine being that person in 30 years and realizing that not only was I wrong, I was like, I was the bad guy. I was the one harm, like doing the, the great harm. And can you imagine like also like having the wherewithal to own that? It's, you kind, know, it's to, kind of like the, the mask. Those are the new cigarette butts, you know, like the environmental people, they're usually the same ones pushing like masks, double mask. And now I see masks on the floor at the parking lot more often than I see cigarette butts. And it's like, they're not going to own up to that. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still waiting for a study that shows me that masks work. That's all I, I'm oh, happy to be wrong about. I'm too. just waiting for that study, man. Just, just give me the double blind <laughs> experiment that shows me that masks do anything other than um, give people a ritual that allow them to go outside. It's like a, it's a mad dance. Okay, so what percentage, this is from March the 4th, what percentage of institutional investors now say it's likely their firm will invest in cryptocurrencies or offer trading services? This is according to a JP Morgan report. I'm just going to throw this out there. You can, uh, if you're in the, the chat watching and listening, uh, you can throw your estimate in here. What percentage of institutional investors now say it's likely their firm will invest in cryptocurrencies? If I recall, uh, it, was, it was over 20%. Go on. Anybody else? 42%. Landry is running away from the math. I'm going right. to go with five. I was about to sneeze. I didn't want to sneeze on the camera. Oh, sorry. I thought you just wanted to show us your ass. Okay. Uh, and I appreciate that shot anyway. So uh, we got uh, 33%, 76%, 20%. Anybody else? Anybody else? No. So, yeah. So that's good. Um, people are pretty close, right? So the actual answer is 22%. Mm. 22% of institutional investors now say it's likely the firm will invest in cryptos or offer trading Services, according to a JP Morgan report. All right, quick question. Here's another, here's a number, number one. I don't know if you guys find guessing games annoying or not. Maybe you know, right? So as of March the 3rd, Bitcoin had transferred how many dollars worth of money or worth of value? With no help from banks, no help from governments, no help from just how much value had gone through the Bitcoin network as of March the 3rd? 25 trillion. 
I'm, I'm pulling a wild That's a big number. number. Well, if it's ever, that sounds reasonable. I have no idea. I'm bad at this. Red pill. Come on, man. Uh, let's say 750 trillion. 750 trillion. That's that's optimistic. Uh, and that's uh, right. That, is that is that according to the dollar value now or the dollar value next year? Because uh, <laughs> next year you could be Touché. correct. <laughs> All right, let's just see if anybody else has got here. We've got the guy who continually says 69. Um, <laughs> I believe that's what you want to be typing into another box if you're going to be searching, not this one. Uh, all right, so uh, all of them. Oh, yes, thank you, Adam. That's very <laughs> 1.3 trillion, 2 trillion, 10 trillion. Uh, so the actual answer is $3.5 trillion. It's transferred $3.5 trillion. Now, here's the funny thing, because we all guessed more, and I would have guessed more too, but that's because we're so embedded in the space. Mm. Now, you I mean, I'm sure you guys understand this. The lower the number, the more fantastic it is. Why? Why is it great that the number is, is a lot less than what you think it is? Because it's it, still it, early? It shows how early we are. It shows hey. how early we are. Yeah. In other words, the Bitcoins are worth, what, 63, 64,000 Canadian. And they've only transferred three and a half trillion dollars over the entire history of Bitcoin. It's glorious. It's <laughs> glorious. Just how far up we can we can go. Um, here's, here's a question. Here's a question. How long did you spend learning about algebra? Too Ooh, long. Is everyone glazing hey, over yet? <laughs> Do your differential equations. Okay, who here is good at algebra? Raise your hand. No way, man. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a semi. We got, we got a, a semi chubby for algebra there. Okay, so I mean, we spent. I mean, basically, what it's it sort of kicked in around grade seven or grade eight. Now, I went to grade thirteen because it was sort of back in the day. Although I managed to do some extra courses and got out of that prison um, half a year early. But you spent, you know, six years, seven years learning algebra, right? And now, when was the last time you used algebra? Probably in algebra. Probably in algebra, just to pass the test, right? Like a Probably not differential thing, right? Consciously, intentionally, but doing some uh, some uh, construction stuff, you know? Yeah. So the guys, when I did my goal panning and prospecting, one of the guys said that he used a, a, a calculus. They had to pull something up from really far under the ground, but they had to pull it up at such a rate that it lost radiation as it moved up at some uranium thing. And he did the calculation that way. So it's the only time he ever used it, right? So... We spend all this time now, of course, in Canada, uh, you know, red pill. What, what, el what else do we study that we rarely use? Uh, well, we do calculus. We, we do a ton of different math stuff you never use. Or French. Francais. You study the French. You study the French. Not real French, but Quebec French, which is kind of yeah. like gutter French. Oh, no, I don't mean that. Lovely people from Quebec. Because <laughs> Quebec French is, is a beautiful language. Like in, in Paris, they say, oh, oui. Uh, would you like some? Oh, oui. Uh, and in Quebec, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so, so you learn all this stuff. How much time do we spend learning about uh, planning for taxes, how the market works, how stocks and bonds works, how interest and debt accumulation works, how to be an entrepreneur, any of that kind of stuff, right? Any of that stuff, nothing. We know nothing about that stuff. Ignorance of the law is no excuse and there's no required course on law. All right. Last question. What percentage of Twitter employees own crypto? 
15 percent 35 the entire engineering department <laughs> right i don't know the percentage but it's 90 percent ETH for sure definitely not the fact checkers <laughs> right so there's nobody who owns crypto in hr is that what you're saying yeah. you're probably yeah. right no. <laughs> um so 75 percent 75 percent of twitter employees own crypto which i guess leads me to the question if you own crypto why the hell are you working for twitter <laughs> of all the things go work with jared for god's sakes the, the obscene like cushy job that they have like I, I've, I've worked for, for Coinbase and this was a San Francisco based, like, you know, big tech company. It's like, it's so, so <laughs> they get, they got so much. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, here's a Bloomberg opinion. This was from March the 2nd. Are you buying Bitcoin or joining a cult <laughs> with meme investments? It's increasingly hard to tell the difference. Now what's wrong with a cult? We have absolutely no history on this show of being compared to a cult. <laughs> Zero, if I remember rightly. And it took quite a lot of electricity going through my head to remove all of those memories. But you see, this is one of the four-letter words that they're going to hit you. And that's, this is not some you know, crazy guy who's like wiping his ass on the wall and then typing with his, with his balls, right? This is a guy. This is the Bloomberg. Seriously, Bloomberg, right? So Quick question for those of you who've studied history, maybe it's people here, maybe it's people uh, in, in the chat as a whole. Um, what happens to countries that say, ah, you know, I don't think that central banking is for me. Ooh, I think, uh, I think I would like to provide some alternative to the US dollar, maybe a basket of commodities, maybe an oil-backed currency, maybe a gold-backed currency. Anybody know what happens? Did Gaddafi get a serrated suppository? If I recall correctly. Yes, I do believe that they have rather aggressive anal procedures with bayonets, uh, or mm -hmm. they dragged out of spider holes and end up being hung, right? So if you try to get off the US dollar, ooh, uh, that's not, you know, that's like having something on the Clintons. Like, this is just a very bad, <laughs> very bad day for you overall, right? And so it's so strange to me that that something like this, you know, decentralized and, and peace and freedom based and you can't print uh, print it like crazy. And I, I did the speech many years ago about Bitcoin versus war. You can't run a modern war. Like modern wars were all based on fiat currency. And that's why fiat currency came into place in the first place was. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you cannot run like you can run a defensive war on Bitcoin. Absolutely. But you can't run an empire on Bitcoin. You can't run an invasive war on Bitcoin mm. because you can't just print whatever you want. And that's why all the countries in the First World War had to get off the gold standard. If they had had to stay on the gold standard, the First World War would have lasted about six months rather than over four years. So, and, and gold was garbage enough compared to, to Bitcoin. So I don't know. It's like, it's just so strange to me, this perspective that, you know, your, your longevity shortens considerably if you are a political leader who tries to get off the US dollar. And... Is it worth giving up on empire, regime change, invasions of countries all over the world and 750 military bases that the U.S. has all over the world? Is that, is that you know, is it worth exploring Bitcoin for the simple, not endlessly disassembling human beings overseas for fun and profit? Is it just worthwhile for that? I mean, imagine, imagine Joe Biden wants to go drop bombs on Syria. I guess you don't have to imagine it anymore. And he's like, he has to go to a, a crypto community and say, hey, would you guys... Um, 
could you guys donate me some some crypto so that I can go drop some bombs in the Middle East because uh, Bashar al-Assad of, of Syria is actually protecting Christians. We can't have that because we're basically Satanists. I mean, it, it, no, nobody would donate to that. Imagine a war. Could you have a war on drugs? Where you say, oh, hey, listen, guys, could you just donate to me half of your crypto so that I can go throw a bunch of nonviolent non-offenders in prison? Nobody's going to go for that. Nobody. And, and, and those who do go for it and those who don't, those who do go for it are going to get even more bill until one guy ends up with $40 billion a month uh, bill, right? Nobody's going to go for that. So just the amount of human freedom that's embedded in Bitcoin. The, so it's like everyone who's enthusiastic, it's a cult. <laughs> it's a cult. But the people who are actually killing, pillaging, destroying, overthrowing governments, destroying infrastructure, dropping incredibly genetically damaging armor-piercing uranium shells uh, in, in Iraq and, and other places, or openly defending a pedophile regime in uh, Afghanistan, well, that's, that's just common sense. That's good economics. But it's a cult when you're enthusiastic, not just about the money involved in Bitcoin, but the possibilities for Peace and accountability and responsibility. That's just amazing to me that people are like, oh, it's and that Bloomberg, are you buying Bitcoin or joining a cult? Well, you know what? If you want to get off Bitcoin, you know what's not going to happen? No one's going to kill you. And that seems like a plus because it seems to me it's more of a cult if you try and get out and they try and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me more, let's say you want to stop using the US dollar and you're sort of in America. That's, well, it's not good because you got to pay your taxes, right? So anyway, it's that's pretty wild to me. That brings me back to like, uh, so back in 20, 2008, 2011, okay, it was the cypherpunks. They got crypto going, they got Bitcoin going, and these people had uh, philosophy, values, and things they were trying to accomplish in the world. It was real stuff. Like like when it comes to groups get digging down on Bitcoin because it's burning energy or Bitcoin maximalists casting out all other cryptos. It's like, you know, this mission is way too important for any of that. Crypto could be the end of war, as we understand it, practically. Yeah. I don't yeah. care which one wins as long as the job gets done. You well, know? and you can't enslave the next generation for vote buying in the here and now. You just can't do it. You cannot create unchosen obligations to repay boomer debt to the next generation through crypto. You just you in, can't do it. So in the early days, in the early days. That was at least half the conversation. These days, a lot of it's mainly like, you know, hype and boom. Yeah, yeah. Where's my gains? You know, where's my Lambo? Um, but that that's not the way it was back in the day. People understood far more and far better what was at stake. You know, I'm not saying like the folks nowadays don't, but there's there's a lot more uh, of the others. And that reminds me of a uh, an old website that is actually still around, Bitcoin Not Bombs, which, you know, is a website dedicated to making this case. Right, right. Uh, and you also can't uh, uh, trade many multiples of them, at least not in the current architecture, in the way that you can with the silver garbage, these silver notes that just float around that vastly dwarf the amount of silver production that's out there. I don't know if you guys have looked into that, but it's completely insane and and not technically legal, but everyone does it anyway. So, yeah, I, I got an, an analogy for like the central bank cryptos. Right, it goes back to our our conversation about women earlier. So it's like with Bitcoin, you found that unicorn on the hot crazy matrix. And going to the central bank crypto is like, no, she's not good enough. I'm going to break up with her and I'm going to go, you know, an ugly chick who steals from me. And that's the one for me. The woman you cannot upgrade from. And I'm just going to go, you know, blue haired, fat. <laughs> my money just disappears. 
Yeah. You just don't have enough tattoos and herpes for me, honey. I'm afraid I'm going to have to (laughs) reschedule my attraction. Um, have you ever, have you ever been in that situation? Uh, I, I think most good, decent guys have where like, there's this woman and you just, you, you just head over heels for her. And she's like, she's going to, she's be great for you. You'd be great for her. But she's like, no, the tattooed guy, the guy without a job, yeah, the guy who's kind of, who's got the three pit bulls, you know, Adam Kokesh style, the guy who's got, you know, years older. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the guy, uh, with a, a true trail of like, okay. The problem is you haven't been divorced three times. Yep. So I just, you know, you just, you don't turn my, you're not dangerous enough for me. Right. And, and uh, then she's like sobbing on your shoulder. You know, he just treats me so badly. I just want someone like you. Who's not you. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, uh, that is, I've been uh, told that before. Sorry. I just want, so, I've been told that before. I want someone like you, but not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it means there's a welfare state. So those yeah. women don't have to be that responsible because the state will catch their fall, right? So somebody, do you guys know about this? Somebody said, hello, Putin in Russia is doing it. Total cut of central bank end of 2021. Is is Putin really trying to get out of the central banking thing? If, you got, if you're shady chic, I think I bought you in a uh, drugstore once. Uh, shady chic, uh, if you could give me a link to that, I'd appreciate it. Because, uh, I mean, the hate on for Russia is truly insane. I assume it's because Russia speaks the truth about the origins of communism and how bad it is. Uh, so all of the uh, lefties in the central, in the mainstream media, it's like everyone who does anything ever wrong. It's always Russia, 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 right? But this hate on for Russia, maybe it has to do with they're looking to get out of the central bank. But yeah, so he's saying Putin is doing it. Uh, you might be surprised how many people would donate to Satan's courses. Completely unrelated. Freedomain.com forward slash donate. Totally unrelated if you if you wanted to, uh, to help out. All right. Um, the other thing too is expecting... Expecting the mainstream media to write about Bitcoin with any intelligence is really expecting a universe that just does not exist. Oh, was it Michael Crichton who came up with the late Michael Crichton came up with this law? I don't know if you've ever heard it. And, and the law goes something like this. If you know something about anything and then you like within detail and then you read about it in the mainstream media, oh. you're like, oh, man, like you're not even close. You're not even you have no idea what you're talking about. It's like being. It's like being technically knowledgeable and watching Independence Day. Did you? Did you? Do you remember that? Red I really like reading those. Sounds articles. like you have a vivid memory of that. What? What bothered you about Independence Day? There's just a lot of physics that they just got completely wrong in that movie. I mean, yeah. Well, and also, how easy is it to to create a virus that impacts an alien operating system? And why would on Earth would it have a Earth compliant USB key port? Like, <laughs> not if it makes any sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman has nice hair. So, um, so when you read something in the mainstream media, now the most bizarre thing is to read something about yourself in the mainstream media, and God help you if that ever happens to you. Like uh, your Wikipedia uh, page. I'm sorry. Your Wikipedia page is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Isn't it? Yeah, that's that that's wild. I mean, that's that's psycho stalker stuff. You know, that is that is like completely crazy stuff. But. Here's the thing. So I mean, the right about you, they'll almost completely get it. The complete opposite of the truth. But even if it's just something kind of innocuous, like when they when they talk about Bitcoin, they never have a clue what's going on. And so Michael Crichton was saying, but the important thing is that what people do is they say, well, I know something about this topic and the mainstream media gets it completely wrong. And then they turn to the next article and it's something they don't know anything about. And they say, well, I'm sure they got this one, right? It's like, no, because the, 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 your neighbor next door who, who knows something about that new topic that they're writing on is doing exactly the same thing. They get everything 
uh, wrong. And the other thing too, of course, um, the mainstream media, I mean, if, if you were smart enough to write intelligently about Bitcoin, the last place you'd be working is the mainstream media. Become no, a good point. No, Steph, make we, that point. Yeah. Yeah. As you mentioned that I've seen over and over the years, like someone who's like, oh, I just found about Bitcoin or I just quit my corporate job after finding out about crypto six months ago. I'm going to work for such and such. And bubble. Yeah, they increasingly have jumped ship. Oh, yeah. Why on earth would you work for a decaying industry full of corrupt leftists uh, when you could be out here on the hinterlands and building a new world? Yep. Right? I mean, just look up how much go on Payscale or Glassdoor or whatever. Look up how much an editor or writer makes at New York Times. Imagine no, no, but they don't do it for City. the money. No, no, they don't do it for the money. <laughs> they do it for the sadistic pleasure of calling people up and saying, oh, yeah, no, we're going to be writing an article about you. And uh, I just want to I want to hear you beg. <laughs> I want to hear you. I want to. Oh, are you scared yet? Oh, I smell that adrenochrome. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, oh, tell me, tell me more about how how nervous you are about me writing an article about that. They, they, they like it for the sadistic bullying pleasure of of this right because i mean this is the crazy thing i don't want to get a whole rant about the media but the crazy thing about the media is the mayor of 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 new york like openly signed orders that led to the deaths of tens of thousands of people eh, no we're not a bit no biggie oh and then and then covered up the numbers covered up the numbers against the law as far as i understand it right but you see he may have said something untoward to some females though he may have said a few rude things to some, oh my God. Okay. Tens of thousands of grannies that had to be cremated to hide the evidence. Not so bad. Oh, but a couple of untoward statements toward, oh my, that's just, that's completely mad. All right. Um, now, uh, Bitcoin in Africa, pretty wild thing. Uh, I, a Bitcoin grew, grew 30% year over year in the African market. They could leapfrog the whole establishment of financial uh, mm -hmm. Industries. Do you they, guys they have you been following the whole Africa thing at all? No. It, it, it's actually amazing because they get to skip a lot of infrastructure that now in the West is pretty much ailing, right? Like mm -hmm. you know, they don't have to do landlines. They don't have to do like they can skip a whole bunch of stuff that you know is costly to maintain. It was costly to put in. It's expensive. You know, they're never going to have landlines. Cellular. They can they can skip right ahead to five G and be transacting in cryptos. Mm -hmm. oh, like, I couldn't you didn't say 5G, did you? Did yeah. you pull the pin on the 5G grenade? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> let's just, let's talk about Jews now. Because, you know, you pull, <laughs> the pin, you pull the pin on the 5G grenade, and it's like, here come the comments. All right, LTE, LTE. All right. Is this, is this going on bit shoot? <laughs> oh, no. No. Uh, people are like, why well, don't you turn the comments off on bit shoot? It's like, for the same reason I flush my toilet, man. <laughs> um, it's like the same three people I've noticed too. Like the same. Oh yeah, no, it's really sad. Crazy. And I assume that they're all lefties just looking to discredit the channel by posting yeah. all this anti-Semitic stuff and blah blah blah, right? Um, so, so that's pretty wild. And and I will say this to my friends in Africa, and I assume that everyone in Africa is is going to be my friend at one time or another because <laughs> we pro crypto. But here's the thing: you guys need to move ahead on crypto. You got to move ahead on crypto. You got to dump all of that central banking shit. And I'll tell you why: because. China, in particular, is sniffing around and offering a whole bunch of money to your government in return for, technically and economically speaking, your souls and the souls of your children. And this dollar diplomacy stuff that they're doing, this is how China takes over places, right? And other totalitarian regimes as they come in and offer you a whole bunch of free stuff. <laughs> because, you know, one thing that Christianity taught me uh, is that free stuff 
doesn't really lead to very good things. If, if I remember rightly, you know, the devil will say, hey, here's some free stuff. Uh, just sign here. And next thing you know, don't enjoy the free stuff. Got no soul. Go to hell. It, so it's economic hitmen is what yeah, they are. Economic hitmen. Yeah. I've read that book years ago, right? And, and it's quite right. They come in, they offer you all this free stuff. And next thing you know, they just, they own you. They own you. They, they sucker you in with the easy payments, man. The easy payments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in their defense, they're, they're born a playbook for right from the IMF. That was basically their, yeah. their strategy for 25 years. Yes, but the IMF, when it's responsible to some relatively democratic, relatively free country, has a press and a population that sometimes is going to rail against this stuff. And Bono's going to go around uh, wobbling about uh, it's unfair to ask uh, people in Africa, they can't pay back their debts. Come on, man. That's that's for white people. White people pay back their debts. <laughs> so racist, right? They're like, oh, kind of black countries can't pay back their debts. Well, why not? Anyway, so, um, yeah, you got to get on the crypto because otherwise the, the dollar... Um, economic hitman stuff that China's going to do. Uh, and and China, uh, the, the Chinese people, um, you know, whites, I mean, I won't speak for you guys, but as far as I've observed it, whites have, you know, the big giant white guilt button that you can pound for colonialism and stuff like that. And you get lots of concessions and so on. That's not going to work with the Chinese man. And you're going to be like, hey, we really miss those white people because they were kind of easy to manipulate and bully. Uh, Chinese, they're not going to, they're not going to play that way. Right. And that whole scam is going to kind of come to an end, which I think is it's pretty terrible. Russia is white, Christian, and conservative, somebody said. Uh, that is true. And, and uh, I remember people being pro-Russia when Russia was communist. But when it went Christian, conservative, nationalistic, and Russia first, yeah, it just became, uh, just became the devil. Sorry, somebody was going to say? I was just saying Russians, Russia is kind of masculine, too, compared to other nations. Oh, yeah. Did you notice China is now trying to butch up their boys? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I guess they're looking at uh, drag queen story time in, in Western libraries and saying, I'm not sure that's the future as a whole. Plus, they're also experimenting with IQ 180 baby oh, engineering. God. Do you, do you remember? Uh, well, we have dysgenics anyway. So, Steph, do you, do you remember the scene in Braveheart where he's like, "God forbid the enemy saw my son, it would encourage him to uh, conquer the whole nation, conquer the whole country." I've never seen Braveheart. What? <laughs> I've seen the memes, and I will occasionally paint my face blue as part of role playing, but that's a whole separate issue. <laughs> but uh, I've never actually, and I will, of course, wear a dress. But I've never actually seen it. So. Uh, is Steph going to participate in the Odyssey live stream launch? Seems like it could be a big thing. Don't know, but uh, send me something at operations at freedomain.com and I will I will look into that. So um, I was radicalized by Steph to be interested in my financial stability. <laughs> it's the kind of radicalism that we can um, we can live with. Now, does anybody else have anything they've heard of this last week or so that uh, you wanted to toss into the mix? I've got more, but I don't want to dominate. So there is one, I mean, a bit of crypto Bitcoin news. Uh, someone posted a, a bit of research. It's always been a speculation about who was Satoshi Nakamoto, because of course, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. It was, was me. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> was the, uh, the author of the Bitcoin white paper. And, you know, was it one person? Was it many people? Who was it? Uh, there's not a lot. People don't know, but a gentleman named uh, Lynn Sassaman, who was uh, kind of a uh, a famous guy who worked in a, in related industries and worked with people that were known to have worked on Bitcoin, who uh, committed suicide about two months after Satoshi Nakamoto's final like last bits of public. Wait, when we talk about suicide in this realm, I'm almost a little. 
You know, I, yeah, it's I, the it, banker this, that does the nail gun to the head type thing from you know, from Pine three times. Yeah. He not not to get <laughs> Two into shots to the head. Yeah. I'll, I'll let I'll let folks do the uh, the Google search on their own. Uh, L e n s a s s a m a n or not Google. Uh, do got duck duck go something less evil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they dropped that whole don't be evil thing. So. Yeah. I, you know, it was it, uh, it was a it's heads up. You know, listen, time. you can have the don't be evil, but then you can't have an HR department. I mean, you got to keep <laughs> one. Uh, so somebody, write, oh, sorry, there's some more that you want to say about that, Jared? Uh, it looks like they've got, I was just, I read the article. If folks want to find it, it's at news.bitcoin.com. And it's one of the, uh, one of their front page articles. It's uh, yeah, interesting, you know, a little bit of, of Bitcoin history. All right. Yeah. So uh, somebody keeps asking. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, let me just find it here again. Uh, somebody keeps asking, um, I've been holding XRP for a long time now. Should I sell and buy something else? Which one do you recommend? Now, I got to tell you, I know a trap when I see one. Nobody here is going to answer that. And and because they're too smart. Don't ask anyone else when you should buy, when you should sell, uh, because if they genuinely know, they're going to tell you the opposite so they can make money. <laughs> right? Seriously, if if they think that XRP is going to go up, they're going to say, oh, you should totally sell it. Why? Because it's going to help drive the price down. They can buy it and, and all of that. So nobody, like nobody's your mom. Nobody's your dad. Nobody's going to wipe your butt. You got to do it yourself. And nobody is going to sit there and help you make money. Like, I'm sorry, this is just a fundamental reality. Maybe your very, very best friend. But of course, if your very best friend was answering this question, you wouldn't be asking us. Uh, this is not a real question. You've got to think for yourself when it comes to investing. You cannot possibly ever rely on anyone else to give you objective information that nobody is in possession of because the price the of crypto is dependent on such a wide variety of factors. Everybody's individual choice, everybody's individual preferences, everybody's individual circumstances, which can change at any time. People are losing a lot of money in the stock market, so they're going to have to liquidate crypto to cover their losses. There's a whole bunch of things that are going on. You got all the stock strong stuff that's going on with GameStop and AMC and other places, and people are making money. Maybe they put it into crypto. They're losing money. They got to sell crypto. This nobody knows where the price of this is going to go. So anybody who tells you, "Oh yes, you should sell this and you should buy this," <laughs> anybody who tells you that is just lying because they mm. don't know. And if they did somehow know, I'm not sure that would be legal. But if they did know, they wouldn't tell you. So. Trying to lean on other people to tell you what to do in investment situations, particularly with crypto, in my humble opinion, you guys can tell me if you think I'm wrong. Please don't tell them whether you should buy or sell XRP. But it just bothers me because I get these questions a lot. You know, which well, should I sell this? Should I buy this? It's like you must think for yourself. Same here. Same here. I I'll, I don't mind sharing like I like this. I personally hold this. I don't hold this. Um, and I'm trying to think of, like what kind of questions could they better ask about that? And one, I, I, have, one I have an answer that's probably a more suitable to what he's is asking. And if you want something that's like XRP, similar technology, that would be stellar lumens because it's a fork. So now, you know, as a guy who studied theater, when you, as soon as you say Stella, you know what I have to do, right? Stella! Yeah, I have to do that. And, and then I have to say, ow, my ear. But yeah, sorry. I just wanted to mention that's just, you know, I, I could never invest in that because I'd have to keep tearing my shirt off and screaming up at New Orleans Fire Escape. I just like, I can't do it. Would you like to buy some Stella? You're like, you can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. So there's no, there's not an economic reason. It's just a fact. 
It's just a fact. I, I love the Tennessee Williams play so much that I just couldn't do it. <laughs> hey, yeah. look at that. Crypto oh, went up I, again. During the conversation itself. It's, it's now almost up, 65K it's Canadian. It's soaking up all the stimmy checks right now. It's all well, this. so now that's an interesting question, <laughs> right? That's an interesting question. Now, again, we're not telling anyone what to do, obviously, but, uh, you know, if you got a windfall, if you got a windfall, there's this principle which I, I like in terms of investing, which is, you know, found money. You ever have that? Mm. You go, you you know, when I was younger, it'd be like you go through your pants and it's like, whoa, 20 bucks. Woohoo, we're going to eat Greek or something like that. Like <laughs> found money, like in the Stimmy Check is kind of like found money, right? Oh, look, we just went over 65K Canadian. So Stimmy Check has found money and you can, you know, you can blow it. You know, I was reading about this guy who runs a, a Nike store. Stimmy Checks oh, yeah. come in. And the sneakers get cleaned out. Now, you know, sneakers are cool. Don't get me. Sneakers are cool. But don't be, don't be the guy with the $40,000 sneakers. You know, the money that you could have blown on some useless crap. Useless crap is like the death of the planet. Don't, don't even get me started on useless crap just being the death of the planet. I could bore everyone to death with that stuff. Useless crap. <laughs> you guys have to check out bitcoinorshit.com, which uh, is basically the most hilarious website where you can type in. Uh, what is it? Bitcoinorshit.com? Bitcoinorshit.com. You got to check it out. It's it like, sounds like the, a laxative product. <laughs> uh, so it just goes into like, if you had bought this book when it came out or this hypey shoe or this uh, you know instant pot when it came out, how much Bitcoin you'd have and how much it'd be worth. It'll make you sad if you tra chase trends in any way. Yeah, no, I, I got you. I'm on the website. Give us a few. Yeah, if okay, you bought so Bitcoin instead of fucking Google glasses, you'd okay. have $173,551. Instead that of being is, a glass hole, you could be a hodl, hodler. Okay. 3.36 Bitcoin. <laughs> Uh, what about uh, I don't know some Xbox or like what is there anything oh, like goes that? Goes into Xboxes, yeah, it's in there. Okay, uh, if you had bought Bitcoin instead of a fucking instant pot, you'd have <laughs> twenty four million six hundred sixteen thousand six hundred sixty seven dollars. Are you wait instead of a what instant pot? An instant pot. Oh, the instant pot came out in twenty ten. That's is, that's why. What is an <laughs> instant pot? Oh, it, it's a pressure cooker. They're actually pretty cool, but not twenty five million dollars cool. <laughs> It's weed on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that would be 476 Bitcoin. Wow. Uh, Avengers tickets, the movie, you would have instead $133,340. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, that beats, hurts, man. Beats solo. When you see people who often rely on stimmy checks, you know, for their <laughs> bread and butter, wearing Beats Solo HD, they would instead have $205,752,820 and other people would not have to pay for their living for the rest of their lives. Wait, if they bought is what, a set of headphones? These Beats Solo headphones came out at 12-1-10. Okay, now the, the, the 2010 stuff is, yeah. is you know, yeah. that's really reaching deep into into the channels of time. What else we got? Okay, we got a the PS5 rest of the show on this. All right, 2016 Fitbit. You would have $17,029. Wow. Yeah, it, I can, it's not like I got a list of things I, to I'm pay from. It's like feeling kind of dumb because I own a Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I too have bought and broken a Fitbit. 
Uh, this one's showing the art of the argument, Western civilization's last stand. If you had a no, Just no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, you bought that. Did you see that? He just totally turned on us, man. He lured <laughs> us into his cave of Bitcoin or shit. And then he's like, the shiv, come in here, man. It's dark. <laughs> he's like a red max headroom. Wow. Well, this is what I was talking about a couple of shows again. Like if you had spent uh, two bucks a day on Bitcoin, uh, over the last six years, you'd have a quarter of a million dollars. Easy. Well, more now, more now than, than back then, right? So, what about 3D glasses? What would they, they be worth now? I don't got a list. I push a button, it just randomly pops one up. I got oh, okay. the Tony Robbins seminar. You would have $162,000. You'd have $62,000 if you had $162,000. Ouch. All right. Uh, this is where you just have to hold yourself in, in a corner, rock gently and say, there's more to life than money. There's more to life than money. If you'd gone to the Tony Robbins thing, then you'd be, uh, you know, working at the pizza shop and being a real estate guy at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. that's the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's wild. That's wild. Now, the Fitbit thing, you know, you got to have your health. Right? At some point, having Bitcoins, if you don't have your health and Fitbit help keep you healthy, that's that's a good thing, right? Steph bought a true? Fitbit. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said Steph bought a Fitbit, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have a Fitbit. But uh, yeah, you, you can drive yourself crazy with that stuff. But, you know, the important thing is, it, I just, let, let's close off with this. If you, and it, look, if there's more you guys want to talk about, I'm happy to. Let's close off with the people who feel that the, the ship has sailed. Because I get these messages all the time. That's if I'd listened great, to back in the day. Great topic. Let's yeah, yeah. and let's let's take this clockwise. Um, and uh, I'll I'll jump out of the first round and uh, let's start with the bottom. Uh, you know, Mr. Backstabber. Sorry, red pill. Uh, I just mis <laughs> misread that. It looked Arabic for a moment for me, but that's because the blood is draining out of the side hole from the shiv. But um, <laughs> so for the people who say, you know, Bitcoin has gone from three thousand Canadian to whatever it is to sixty-five. It's now sixty-five two eighty-two. And oh, you know, I, I missed uh, I missed out, man. I missed it. It's done. Uh, and and then you know, okay, if you're right, I'm sorry about that. I don't think you're right. If you're wrong, and there's a lot more to go, you're just making the same mistake again. Because people were saying when it went from ten dollars to three thousand dollars, oh man, it's over. It's done. It's peaked. What if that's not the case? What if everybody? Everyone feels that way when they get in. Everybody feels that way. The best time to plant a tree is, of course, 10 years ago. The second <laughs> best time is right now, right? And that's the big allure of, of, I think, a lot of the altcoins is that I missed I missed the MySpace thing, but I can still get in on the new thing, the new MySpace, right? And so my advice to, to use the same as that advice I would have given to XRP guy, should I buy XRP, should I? Try to understand Bitcoin as best as you can. Invest time into understanding the actual original before you start getting all glittery gold with the alternatives. Would be my 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 sincere advice. So invest your time and your and it's easier if you throw in like the amount of money that you can afford to lose. Like you know, if you'd be pissed off, you lost your wallet with fifty bucks in it. Throw that into something so that you now have an interest and you're going to be checking the price and it's going to stimulate, you have a physical interest that is going to stimulate your mental interest. And you'll see some patterns maybe in all that. Yeah. You're just going to be more interested in it than if you're just kind of watching it from the sidelines. Um, but that's not really investment advice. Um, but everybody feels that way. I felt that way in the past when I first started and I still feel that way. Everybody should have that feeling that there's not enough Bitcoin to go around because there's not, there's only 21 million. There's only ever going to be 21 million. However, 
uh, ask, ask five people in your normal life if they've invested or if they're even heard of it. And probably four to five will have heard it now and zero to five will have invested. So you're still super early. Um, and there's still probably 10 years of early, or at least 10 years of you can be on the upside of the curve. All right, Jared, do you want to? Sure. As far as uh, is it like the, that that feeling that you've missed the ship? It's like, oh, good, good grief. Like I, I want to reference the diffusion of innovations, but that's going to be a little, little too technical. Like if you're curious, go search for that online. It'll give you an idea of like the curves on these kinds of things. And just like imagine the order in which people adopt new stuff, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. like kind of the, the scale on that and like, okay, the first third is going to be the early comers and then the middle or sorry, the first quarter's newcomers, the mi- the middle half, you know, two portions is, you know, the, the bell curve that people coming in and then the, the last quarter is the late latecomers. Now for something like cryptocurrency, which not only it will affect every, every information, every aspect of finance and business and industry, uh, for something like that, the effect and impact that it's going to have, we are nowhere near there yet. Like even if everyone in the world were aware and competent and conscious of crypto and they're not, even if they were, and they were trying to adopt it as fast as they could, you'd still have years to jump in. So get educated. First of all, make sure your brain is ahead of your wallet in the race. Yeah. And uh, get dollar cost average in. That's that's just general. That's, I'd say, universal investment advice. Do your dollar cost average breakdown for people who may not know what that means? So dollar cost averaging is instead of like, okay, I've got $8,000 that I want to put in crypto. Or I have uh, you know, a bonus check or whatever. Well, instead of dropping all of it in right now, take break it up into like 12 months, 24 months of payments and just go in on a regular time and date, buy a chunk, buy a portion, buy a portion. That way you're buying it on the dips and you're buying it on the ups. And from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, this has consistently been shown that in general, it is the best investment strategy over time. Um which makes sense. Something that aligns with your values, something you get, uh, you know, you're going to stay with over time. You're not rushing in and out to, you know, to make a quick buck, you know, and if you have your patience, you're like people who trade, one of the first things they'll talk about is how much of a psycho- psychological game it is, you know, and it is, it is a matter of being aware of and, and mastering your emotions in this regard. And so patience is what's going to help out, you know, in, in that term. And, um, as far as like, you know, one crypto over a not versus others, I would absolutely say, you know, it's to me, it's crypto in general. It's not, there's not one owning the, you know, owning the race. The The mission is way too important for, for anyone in particular. All right, Landry, anything you wanted to mention in this area? So, yeah, I'd say like with, um, I mean, my, my dad's one of those people who says, oh, I missed the boat and everything, but uh, it's just a matter of, I think taking time to read like white papers. Cause like, I know so many people who cannot read anything like too long. And I think that it's really, cause that's how you find what you like. Cause you ask, okay, should I, should I buy this? Should I buy that? Well, just what, what do you believe in? You know, there's so much to read. Like, and if it sounds like, okay, this makes sense. I believe in this, in this model for this crypto. Like I'd say, you know, maybe stick with a couple, you know, it's just, it, it, obviously I think Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum, Ethereum is like where my focus is at right now, just because everything is based on that technology. So I just, I see they go in, maybe even in the Bitcoin direction. I don't know, but, um, and that's not even up to 3000. Yeah. That's not even up to 2000. I don't think, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm still pretty new and I, I thought I was too late, but these conversations are awesome. So <laughs> it's never too late. Until uh, MK, did you want to take a swing? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I started with Bitcoin, I think it was like 2008 and I was mining when you could still mine on a CPU. I lost all the, that coin that I mined because mechanical hard drives and it wasn't that valuable at the time, but it's like, that didn't stop me from buying more later. Right. Or even buying some last week. So, you know, like Jared said about dollar cost average, I don't save in fiat anymore. Right. I, I keep enough that, you know, I'm not going to, you know, be on the street, but you know, it's not a way to save. So I look at crypto, you know, there's only ever going to be 21 million. And yeah. for everyone who's like, you know, the Bitcoin price is going to go too high. Well, look how small it can divide down, down to the Satoshi. What, what, mm-hmm. how many Satoshis in a Bitcoin? Just is that eight or nine decimal places? If I remember, hundred million, hundred million Satoshis. There's, there's a lot of ways you can divide this thing up, right? So, like, you know, thirty years from now, ten years from now, there's only ever going to be twenty-one million, and there's eight billion people on the planet, right? Right now, right? You, that splits up a lot of different ways, right? So, the more you own, the it's it, it's it's like finding that unicorn woman, right? Like, just stay with her, <laughs> don't leave, right? <laughs> She's treating you well, right? And it's like, yeah, it's going to go up and down and up and down. But it's like, you know, we're seeing institutional investors come in like never before. Mm-hmm. The floor is now there, right? Like, you know, the wild swings. Yeah, it'd be great if it was going up 20% and down 30% and back around. But it's like, it's just going to get more stable, right? And, you know, if, if you have money in a bank account in the U.S. and you're earning 0.75% interest, right? You're pretty much losing 8% to 10% a year. In your purchasing power. That's not happening with cryptos. It's going the other way, right? Even if you take all those wild fluctuations out, you know, there's only ever going to be 21 million of them. So I can't think of a better way to save. There's also this to add to that, like to to complement what you're saying there. I've got a a room full of, or not room, a house full of, you know, uh, roommates that are all crypto dudes. (laughs) And, uh, they're all like, you know, I mean, as much as they understand, appreciate, love crypto, they're also like, I don't want to touch U.S. dollars. It's not so much a matter that, you know, I absolutely love crypto. I do. But I just don't I don't want like I, I don't want my money held in, in fiat. You know, it's just bleeding. It's a, it's like evaporating as you hold it. It's it's, you know, disappearing. Uh, so there's, there's there's that aspect of it. And I totally forgot the other point I was going to make. So I'm going to have to pass it off. <laughs> so uh, Thomas just gave us um, and I'll put this in the show notes. Want to be rich? Bitcoin's limited supply cap means you only need 0.01 Bitcoin. And I'll, you, you can, I won't go through this all because it's not that interesting to hear, but it's worth having a look at the market analysis. But they're saying right now, 0.01 Bitcoin only costs you about 500 bucks. But according to, you know, in, in, this is what they say, like in 10 years, 98% of the Bitcoins are going to be mined. Like, as you know, it's a diminishing curve, right? It's an asymptote. And... So 10 years from now, the supply of Bitcoin is going to read 20.6 million, 98% of the 21 million coins from the total supply. And Bill Gates will still be complaining that it uses too much electricity. <laughs> oh, mining no kidding, anymore. right? <laughs> and so what they, they, they go through this math about the number of millionaires and divided by the number of Bitcoins and all that kind of thing. And they got that uh, 0.01 Bitcoin is going to be worth uh, a mil. 0.01 Bitcoin is going to be worth a mil. A million, cool million dollars right now. That's I'll not take too it. late. 
Now, nobody can guarantee this. It's not advice, but this is just the math that they're going through. This is kind of the math that I've been cooking around in my brain. As I've said, 700K is where I sit uh, in in the medium run. Sorry? There's no other asset like this. No. There's 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 none that's limited in this fashion, right? Like gold, they can keep mining gold, right? Silver, keep mining silver. Fiat, well, there's a lot of trees and they haven't turned them all (laughs) into paper yet. So, And yeah, I mean, so who wants to look up we started an hour and a half ago. Who wants to look up what Bitcoin has done in an hour and a half? Because this is the oh, kind of the stuff. This is why I don't know why I don't know why people are doing anything other than watching us talk. It just seems weird to me. What do we What do we got? An hour and a half plus four hundred. Wow, it's going six hundred eighty-eight point five seven percent up. I don't know what that number it's is. Up, it's up 7%. Right. Seriously, yeah. it's up 7% yeah. in an hour and a half. Now, do you know 7%, just for those, you know, if you don't invest on a, if you get 7% a year in traditional investing, 7% a year, pretty good. Steph, I'm sorry, I'm not understanding. Uh, from what I'm seeing on CoinMarketCap, it's in 24 hours, it's up five, uh, 5%. Well, no, but that's, hour so it may have gone down a little. I'm just talking about the last hour and a half. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Right. It's gone up and down, upy downy thing, right? But just just in an hour and a half, right? So nice. this is a, it's a silly thing to say, but if you had invested, you know, 10,000, 1,000, whatever, you'd be up 7% in an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, this is why I don't understand why. What, what do you got that's, uh, it's about what's well, gone up 1,600 bucks, says Thomas. That's US, right? It's gone up 1,600 oh, yeah, bucks more than the stimulus since tech. we started talking because who knows who's watching these streams, right? But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's important stuff. So the idea, if you thought, oh my gosh, it's too late. It wasn't too late an hour and a half ago. <laughs> I, I shit you not. It was not too late an hour and a half ago. Because 7% in an hour and a half, that's incredible. So if you think it's too late, what about an hour and a half from now? <laughs> you know, this, this is the kind of time slice that we're, mm-hmm. we're looking at. And uh, so please, please don't continue to talk yourself out of missing out. And its I don't believe it's too late. I don't believe it's oh, anywhere close to too late. Steph, I remember the case I was going to make. I was like, and if, if you do feel like you've totally missed it, again, crypto is going to touch and change everything. So you're going to have to get used to it and learn it one day or another. You might as well get in now and get on get the gains. And we got yeah. jaredwoodward.com uh, slash crypto slash introduction. Yes, RPS. Woodard, one W, Mr. Molyneux. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, um, Woodard, sorry. Well, <laughs> I, I bought my mom $50 worth of Bitcoin a couple of years ago. She happened to buy it just like the top of some little cycle, right? And so a year later, she's like, oh, my, my Bitcoin hasn't gone up hardly at all. And let's say that's the worst case scenario. It just kind of maintains its purchasing power for a year or two or three or 10. Still better than being in dollars. You've held your you've held your your life energy in an encrypted format that cannot be seized, that cannot be manipulated, that cannot be taken from you. They would take like torture to steal it from you. Um, whereas in your bank account, at any point, someone can turn you off, as some people on this call know. Uh, at any point, um, they can just pull it out of your account, right? And that's completely uh, not an issue with Bitcoin. So, um, just for that defensive me- measure alone, there's there's something to be said as well. Even if you don't gain any actual purchasing power. Yeah, yeah. In crypto, if you're just securing your wealth, you know, you're set compared to the dollar. Mm-hmm. And you're contributing to world peace. 
you know, that there, there is, and this is where I started in crypto was in all of the non-financial aspects of it. You're building a free society. You're reducing the power of government. You're building a peaceful society. You're building a humane society. You're helping people in Africa. You know, turns funny story, turns out dumping massive amounts of food in Africa didn't actually help them that much because all the, the dictators did was grab it and sell it for guns. But here's something which is actually going to help the hard done by and left behind people in the world. So you know, uh, it's, Steph- it's not just a money mission. To me, it's always fundamentally been a moral mission. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's a, a roundtable we should have where just the philosophy and the moral aspect of crypto, because that's something that the community was founded on. It used to drive the conversation show very much. And I'm curious to see like how much people would be interested in that. Oh, I, I, that's where I started in the whole space. So I'd certainly yep. love to do that. All right. And anybody want to throw in some closing thoughts? I think we finished on a good I, note, but if you've got a yearning burning, throw it out. Clear- I want to clarify the website that is uh, jaredwoodard.com forward slash crypto forward slash introduction. I've just had a lot of people reach out and ask about like, just I'll put that in the show notes too. If you, if you yeah, like, many, many questions. Or shit. I'm sorry. I thought it was Bitcoins or shit. That's, that's the other one. That is someone else's website. Um, that, that dinner you took that girl out for, if you invested <laughs> it in Bitcoin, you could buy her you, family. Really it turns out you can turn Bitcoin into <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Well, listen, guys, I really, really appreciate it. As always, uh, a real privilege to to shake neurons with you all. Uh, a real pleasure. And thank you for the good you've all done in the world and the people that you've helped. You know, this to me is really helping people, uh, not, you know, kind of go get them empty speeches of you can dream and believe. Like this is actual practical stuff that helps the world, helps people. And um, I think it's just fantastic. Well, that's an alarm saying my food is ready. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks, everyone, so much. We'll we'll do the philosophy of the coins too. I think that's really really important. Let's let's aim for that for next uh, next time. And uh, thanks everyone. Lots of love from here. Freedomain.com/slash/donate if you'd like to help out. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your attention tonight. Please please share this. Uh, forget about the haters. Forget about the the slanderers and the libelers and so on. Just get this information to people. There's a reason people don't want you to have this information and don't listen to them. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you later. <laughs>